The center of almost 20,000 disappearances in several decades, and a vast and touch wilderness full of sprawling forests and icy mountain peaks, this is the area known as the Alaska Triangle. Welcome to Spooky Tales of the Pacific Northwest and Beyond. Hello and welcome to Spooky Tales of the Pacific Northwest and Beyond. I'm Jennifer. Um, today I'm going to be talking about the Alaska Triangle. Um, it's a pretty interesting read and it was very interesting to research. Um, I do hope you enjoy this uh, episode that involves it. I am going to start out with a little bit of information about the Triangle, or about Alaska, sorry. Um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Alaska is the largest state in the country. Uh, geographically speaking, it has a land area that is roughly about 570,380 square miles. Um, Alaska is roughly twice as large as Texas, so not everything large in this country belongs to Texas, and about 500 miles of Canadian territory separates it from Washington. Um, Alaska is also larger than all of the sovereign nations in the world except for about 18 of them which makes Alaska rather large, I would say. <laughs> um, the Yukon and British Can Columbia, Canada border it at the east, and the Gulf of Mexico, or Mexico, the Gulf of Alaska and the Pacific are their, its southern borders. Um, Russia, the Bering Sea and Bering Strait, and the Chuk Chi Sea are its borders to the west, and to the north it is bordered by the Beaufort Sea and the Arctic Ocean. The state of Alaska is massive and incredibly very sparsely populated. Um, it is home to more than 3.5 million lakes of 20 acres or more. That's a lot of lakes, and almost 190,000 square miles is covered by marshlands, wetlands, and permafrost. Uh, glacier ice covers roughly 16,000 square miles of land and 1,200 square miles of tidal zone. Um, tidal zones are, you know, um, coastal areas and stuff like that. The majority of Alaska's population can be found in um, South Central Alaska and the Alaskan Panhandle, where some of its largest towns like Anchorage and Juneau are found. Most of Alaska is, like I said, sparsely populated, and the majority of its income is shored up with um, petroleum reserves, tourism, fishing, hunting, and forestry. The remote, the most remote part of Alaska is the bush, which is home to roughly 380 native villages and small towns such as Nome and Utkiagvik, Utkiagvik, which is located above which that teeny tiny town is actually located above the Arctic Circle. Um, Alaska is home to many islands and some 2,600 islands are named. And these islands are what help make Alaska as large as it is. Um, because of these uh, islands, Alaska has almost 34,000 miles of tidal shoreline, which is more than any other um, state in the country. 
And the most famous of the island chains in Alaska are the um, Aleutian Islands, which uh, extend from the southern tip of the Alaskan Peninsula. Um, this island chain is home to many active volcanoes and thousands of animal species call Alaska home from everything from brown bears to moose, this and everything in between birds, rodents, all of it. Um, the state is just as biodiverse as it is vast. Alaska is no stranger to myths and legends as well, from indigenous legends and to um, stories of Bigfoot. Alaska is absolutely rife with these stories and legends, and one of those legends and stories happens to be the Alaska Triangle. Alaska tends to have a lot of missing people. Like, I didn't even realize how many missing people Alaska had until I did this um, research for this episode. It was pretty wild when I really got thinking about it. But anywhere between five and 2,000 people disappear in Alaska every single year. And of those, one in almost every 250 are actually go missing in the Alaska Triangle. Um, since... 1988, the Alaska Triangle is actually said to have more than 16,000 people disappear inside of it. Um, it the stories actually start far, far sooner than that. Um, and we'll get right into it. Uh, the Alaska Triangle was first named this um, nickname, I guess, in 1972 when a small airplane carrying the U.S. House Majority Leader Hale Boggs, Alaskan Congressman Nick Bigich, and aide Russell Brown and the Bush pilot Don Johns. They, um, this plane, all they all went missing. Uh, their flight was from Anchorage to Juneau and should have been pretty simple. Um, and they lost contact and people started looking for them almost as soon as they lost contact. Uh, more for almost a month or actually for more than a month, 50 civilian planes, 40 military aircraft, and dozens and dozens of boats searched more than 32,000 miles for this plane carrying these people, and but not a single single trace of the aircraft was ever spotted. Not wreckage, not nothing. No bodies, nothing was ever spotted. Um, this was not the only plane to go missing in the area, but it was actually one of the most high-profile, considering the people that were on the plane. Apparently, um, the House Majority Leader Hale Boggs was the Warren Committee, I think, that was investigating John F. Kennedy's um, death or something like that. I'll have to look again, but I, that's what I read, but I don't know if it's true or not. Um, in 1950, a U.S. Air Force plane carrying 44 people vanished during a flight from Anchorage. Um, it does seem like a lot of the disappearing, the disappearances of airplanes happen while they're flying from Anchorage or to Anchorage in some way or another. Um, the 44 people included eight crew members, three engineers, and a mom and her baby, and, and it also included four service members. Um, 75 different aircraft searched for the plane after the communication ceased. With it, um, and this was shortly after they began flying away from um, Anchorage. 
but there was never anything ever found of them either. Um, statistically speaking, like I'm going to touch in on, on, on the, just the sheer number of missing people in, um, that come up missing in Alaska. Um, statistically speaking, Alaska has more missing persons reported every year than anywhere else in the country. Um, to put that in perspective, in the year 2007, almost 3,000 people were reported missing. And when you compare that to the state's very low population of about 670,000 people, um, in that particular year, it equated to four in every 1,000 people going missing. Like that's a lot of people going missing per capita in Alaska. In that is wild. Um, missing planes and people are not the only strange things that happen in this triangle. Um, this month, we're going to dive into aliens. And eventually, I'm going to do an entire episode that's just aliens and the vast amount of UFO sightings that happen in the Pacific Northwest and in Alaska. And I'm probably going to touch in on Canada too, because for some reason, UFOs very much like these areas. I don't know, maybe it's because it, they're large, sparsely populated, and like nobody's there. Um, where was I? Sorry, I got sidetracked. Um, in 1986, a Japanese plane that was flying from Iceland to Anchorage, see, I'm telling you, there's something going on when you get in, getting to or going from Anchorage. Um, this plane was supposedly met by three UFOs, and it said that the UFOs followed this airliner for approximately 400 miles through the Alaska Triangle. Um, they also said that one of the UFOs was significantly larger than the airliner, and I'm pretty sure that the pilots and co-pilots and all of the crew were probably freaking out by that effect. Um, the airliner crew reported that they saw flashing lights following their plane, and that the air traffic controllers actually also said that they witnessed something that they could not identify on radar, and they reported that it was it could it would be as close as five miles from the plane. Um, and I'm not quite like I don't know how significant that is in airspace because like I know five miles on the ground is pretty far, so I don't know if that's something that's very close or far enough away it, when it comes to airspace. I don't know. I don't know anything about airspace, but it feels like it should be that's pretty close for airplanes um according to the pilot the two smaller craft would appear pretty close to the plane before disappearing and reappearing really quick um they also said that the these aircraft would move extremely fast and then stop very suddenly um that just sounds like it would be very scary um they the pilot and the crew actually received permission from um, the controllers in the air tower that to be able to fly um, at a lower altitude to escape the, these UFOs. And they did some turning and different maneuvers to try to, to get away from them. Um, and apparently this entire situation only took like the whole entire thing was 32 minutes, but the pilot does claim that it had, it lasted much longer. And when I touch on, when I do an episode about aliens, we'll touch a little bit on, on lost time when it comes to alien encounters and uh, things like in that, of that nature. Um, yeah. 
we're going to do an episode on aliens. Don't you worry. Um, the Alaska Triangle is also said to be one of the energy vortexes in the world. And I didn't know what those were until I did this uh, research. So an energy vortex is said to be lo a location where extreme electromagnetic energy is. And this supposedly can explain some of the very strange occurrences in the triangle. And um, these vortexes can cause confusion and hallucinations, which can lead people to getting lost when they travel through the triangle. Like I said, never heard of this before. Going to have to maybe do an episode on it. Who knows? But apparently, um, supposedly, like the Stone Stonehenge and the Great Pyramids in um, Egypt are also places of energy vortexes. I didn't know any of this. So, yeah, but this is probably also going to be an episode that I eventually do, or it might be a Patreon episode. I'm not quite sure. Um, also, you know, there's a lot of cryptid creatures that um, people say live in Alaska. Um, indigenous legends and myths and stuff like that have a lot of um, various different creatures involved with them. Um, and that's not just including Bigfoot. Um, one of those le uh, indigenous legends is um, a creature called the Kushtaka. Um, and according to Alaskan indigenous legend, the Kushtaka is an otter-like creature that mimics the screams of a woman or child. Um, I'm assuming like in distress. And um, this is this tricks travelers into coming to the Kushtaka's aid. And then it is said that the Kushtaka either kills them, the people who come to its aid, or turns them into another Kushtaka. Um, some people believe that the Kushtaka is responsible for some of the missing in the triangle. Uh, it's when I was looking up for different kinds of cryptids in Alaska, because that's what this episode was actually going to be, was going to be cryptids in Alaska. A lot of the cryptid creatures that are there are indigenous, um, or they're of an indigenous legend and um, stories. I don't know that I will do them. I, I might, and they might be uh, Patreon episodes. Um, or they could, might be like the Nimi Rygar and there'll be an actual episode. I don't know which. Um, I might get a hold of some, you know, see what some of the Alaskan natives think. And maybe, you know, because I don't want to step on any toes or anything like that. Um, you know, and do it disrespectfully. I would never want to do something like that. So, you know, not just cryptids and various different indigenous creatures could be the source of that. Um, I'm going to go back to the aliens and some of the UFOs. Um, apparently over 560 UFO sightings have been reported since 1998 in Alaska, and the majority of those have been over the Alaska Triangle. Um, one person that has been interviewed by other, I don't want to say his name because I don't want to, you know, be mean or anything like that. And upset anybody. Um, but this person says that Alaska's Mount Hayes is the home of one of the largest alien bases and that they they also say that the aliens that are there are very human looking and you I don't think you would be able to tell the difference unless you were like inside them because the only difference is that between them and us 
is in the heart, lungs, blood, and eyes. Um, this person also claims that the aliens use, quote, thought transfer motor control, quote, end quote, and they are the reason for all of the strange activity and malfunctions of U.S. and Russian space objects. Um, apparently, the United States military did take an, a very active interest in the, these reported UFO activities. Um, some of the declassified FBI files tell of U.S. UFO encounters in Alaska between 1947 and 1950. Um, in 1947, there was an incident that involved two service members, and it was reported that they encountered something. And I have a snippet of the report here, and the report is as follows, quote, this is to advise that two Army officers reported to the Office of the Director of Intelligence Headquarters, Alaskan Department at Fort Richardson, Alaska, that they witnessed an object passing through the air at a tremendous rate of speed, which could not be judged as to miles per hour, end quote. So uh, I really want to know how fast this thing was going. <laughs> and I feel like sometimes, like they always say this going at a tremendous amount, you know, rate of speed, but can the human eye really track something that's going at that quick, you know, that fast of speed? I don't know. I Mine certainly can't. Um, so to continue, along with aliens and the cryptids who call Alaska home, the state is enormous and it has vast tracts of land without a single person and all that's there is animals. Um, animals can be the cause of deaths in missing persons. Um, in Alaska, it wouldn't be above the realm of possibility. Um, between 1997 and 2017, there were four reported fatal black bear attacks and a 10 and 10 fatal attacks overall, if you count black, brown, polar, and grizzly bears. Um, I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but for wild animal attacks, it kind of it it's it's pretty, it's a lot. For wild, wild animals are they're more likely to avoid you than anything else unless you severely piss them off or they are you know there's something that has caused them to attack and eat people which is that's that doesn't happen that's very rare i mean like it happens obviously but something like that happening is pretty rare um aside from the possibility of animal attacks weather and climate can also be the cause um, of some of these missing like airplanes and stuff like that. Um, the wreckage of planes can and have been known to be found in avalanches and um, glaciers. It can often be just impossible to search for these wrecks on the ice. Um, glaciers and snow and ice move and they crack and things fall and things get buried. So it's it would be absolutely impossible to find things. And it's really not suggested that you just go and search for things either, unless you are very, very experienced with like um, glacier climbing and you understand what you need to do and how to judge it and all that kind of stuff, because the ice can change really rapidly and in a short amount of time. Um, 
even with hundreds of search planes, it can be impossible to find them. A plane could absolutely misjudge altitude and collide with a glacier and then com become completely lost to, to sight for eternity. Um, sometimes the theory is human-made, and believe it or not, in 2005, one, uh, there was a theory that was going around in Nome, Alaska, that there was a serial killer. So, so many people were disappearing from Nome that they thought that somebody was, like, stealing them and murdering them. But Nome happens to be one of the few places in Alaska that is not alcohol-free. And apparently they like to party it up. Um, it's not unknown or uncommon for people who are absolutely on their face wasted to wander and get lost and fall down. And in Alaska, especially in the upper reaches of Alaska, and in the bush, it snows a lot. So it's not above the realm of possibilities that sometimes in Nome, drunk people get lost and unfortunately die from exposure. And they get lost underneath the snow and aren't ever found or they're found and nobody knows who they are or what happened with them. So whether people are coming up missing due to aliens or being eaten by animals, the fact that so many people are coming up missing in this area is wild, especially when you consider how very small Alaska's population is and you really get into the missing persons per capita of it all. I mean, like, that's a lot. That's, that's, that's a lot. Um, I, there's, there's more to the Alaska Triangle, but I'm not going to be able to shove it all into this um, episode. So I might do a deeper dive at another time, and it might be available on the Patreon, and uh, which I'm still getting put together. It's slowly coming together, but slowly. Um, so yeah, that concludes today's episode of the Alaska Triangle. It's not the best. Um, I'm a little tired and I didn't give myself quite enough time between this episode and the Haunted Hospitals episode to collect enough data and to get my notes together and everything like that. So I'm probably might not do that again <laughs> unless it's, I might, you know, like if I get, you know, listener stories and stuff like that, that might be a little bit different, but I might not do you know, two episodes in one week again for a while. Um, anyway, you can find us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Spooky PNW Podcast. I will be sharing some pictures of Alaska. It's absolutely stunning. And uh, the area that's considered the triangle. Um, I don't know if it's really a triangle. It's more of a trapezoid. Um, <laughs> stupid humor. Um, yeah, please, uh, you can send me your stories at uh, spookypnwpod at gmail.com or you can DM them to me on the Instagram. I don't mind either one. It's fine. Um, yeah, sorry this was kind of a crappy episode. I'll do better next time. <laughs> I'll give myself a little bit more time to uh, be able to get all the information that I need and 
not be so uh, late getting it out. Anyway, um, yeah, thanks. And I hope you, I hope you enjoy it anyway. Thank you for coming. Bye. Stay spooky. Keep it spooky. Send me your emails.